Hey, thanks for dropping by to the Planners on Purpose podcast, created by Naomi Tucker, CMP. Now, this space is for the event planners to encourage and empower you so that you can fully live your life on purpose. So before we dig in, please take a moment to subscribe so you get future shows. Now, here she comes, your host, Naomi. Hi, this is Naomi Tucker with Planners on Purpose podcast. I hope you're doing well today and that you are living your life on purpose. I'm excited to be here today for another episode and excited to have you with me. Today, I wanted to talk about characteristics of a high-performing team because whether we like it or not, when we're in the event industry, we have teams. We either are a part of teams Or we have our own teams, our event teams that we are looking to be as effective as possible in the planning process and while we're on site and even after the event. So no matter where you find yourself on the scale of being, let's say, a team leader, whether you're in management and you have your managing teams of people that plan events, or whether you're a planner and you are trying to build an effective team for your particular event, this is going to be a podcast episode that is really going to benefit you because we're really going to talk about how we how we build effective teams and what are some of the structures that need to be in place in order for our teams to be very successful. Because let's face it, our teams can definitely fall apart. And there are different ways that they fall apart and for different reasons. There could be not necessarily a clear vision of where the team is going and what the goals are for the team. There could be some ambiguous roles and that people have. And perhaps there also are some unclear rights and rules to who's making a decision for what. And that can easily tear teams apart. Many times what I have seen is that there is, let's say, a lack of accountability for team members. And let's say someone falls short and does not pull their weight. Instead of addressing it directly with them, we allow that behavior to continue. And that can lead to resentment for other team members in other places. So those are just a few ways that like team can fall apart. But we want to make sure that we're instilling some safety and some boundaries in place for us to have effective event teams. And let's jump into it. I want to give you some of these areas that you can put in place or just cross check to say, hmm, I do have a great team and we are on the right track or maybe we need to tweak this. Maybe we need to refine these things. And that way you can put certain things in place for you to be able to refine your team so that they can be highly effective and you can be a highly performing team because that's what we all want. So the first thing that I want to lay out is that your team needs to be able to feel safe. There has to be an environment of safety that's created around the team. So whether you're managing different teams that manage all sorts of different events, or if you're a planner, again, that has a team, your team needs to be able to feel safe. You have to create an environment where your teams can share ideas, that they can take risk and bring up certain ideas and not feel as though their idea isn't worthy of mentioning or 
their idea is going to be judged harshly. So setting up the safety net with your team is going to be very, very important for you to do. Now, how can you do that? I say you can establish that particular protocol off from the bat. And many people do this different ways. They can have a kickoff meeting if they have, let's say, first time that your team is going to meet in order to go over some of the details for the event, just to kind of lay some of the ground rules and talk about the event, share that this is a safe space. We want this event to be a, you know, a successful event. So your ideas are welcome. And we want to make sure we're putting our best foot forward and bringing everybody to the table and bringing our best creativity to the table. So this is a safe environment. When you share things like that, team members start to feel safe. And when you honor that by when they do step up and when they do come to you and bring some ideas, welcome that idea and definitely take it into consideration would help your team establish safety. So that's some of the ways that you can do it. Now, again, you may not be necessarily having a kickoff call with your team, but when you do have certain team meetings, you can easily just say, hey, I want to make sure that we all know that we can trust each other, that we all know that we can express ourselves and put our ideas on the table. Those are some things that you can do in order to make sure that you establish safety with your team. And another thing that you can do is call out team members when they do go against this safety net, right? And so if you do hear about judgment or somebody humiliating or saying something that's not necessarily right with regards to another team member's idea, just call it out. It can get, it can be super easy to get caught up into that gossipy environment of that. But if you could just call it out and just say like, hey, you know, it's really great that that person brought that to the table. We do create a safe space for people to do that. So, you know, let's support them or let's consider that idea and just move on. So I hope that helps you with learning how to set up some safety in your team. The next one is that we're going to talk about how team members can be dependable on each other. They need to be able to depend on each other and they have to be able to say, do what they say, say what they do, those type of things. And they have to be able to have their team members' backs no matter what. So that's really building up that dependability, building up that trust within your team. And how you do that is monitoring that teamwork. So if you have people working together with certain let's say facets of an event, or if you have a project that your teams are working on, pair people up, allow them to be able to trust each other with some of these projects and some of these tasks so that they can build up that dependency. And we did talk about in one of our previous episodes as as far as how to build trust with your teams. That is a really core backing to in a high performance team is building up trust, building up that vulnerability and putting them in putting people in an environment where they do have to trust each other is going to really help build that up. Now, if you're a team of one and you're just depending on yourself and you're taking the reins by yourself and maybe you're doing that because you either don't have another choice, but maybe sometimes we're doing it because we feel as though we need to control all things. When you set yourself up to be a team of one, it can really cause some major damage to you up to and including burnout. You can burn yourself out and without you not trusting other team members, you just are at your wit's end for having 
multiple places to go and team members train to be able to carry on some of the work that you need them to do. So make sure that you're trusting your team, building up that trust. It will take time. It's not easy. And but when you do it, you will find that you really build up teams that can work together and really bring an event together. All right. So my next tip for you is communication. Communication needs to have be crystal clear when we're talking with our teams. We need to make sure that not only are we communicating the goals, we're communicating deadlines and communicating objectives to our team in a clear, concise way that we set up a good system of communication within our team as well. And that can come down to how are we communicating? Is this going to be something that's on a team's channel or is it on Slack? Does everybody know how to work those areas? Where are you storing your files? If people have questions, where are they going to go to get their questions answered in an easy way? Are you going to rely solely on email? Because if you are relying solely on email, that can get a little bit inundating. So have a good structure of how communication is going to work. So not only is the output of communication to your team being clear and concise and having all the details, but the input and what you receive for your team, it needs to be easy on how they get the information to you and your response back to them also has to be easy. We've talked about putting in standard operating procedures or maybe some frequently asked questions or just some overarching guidelines of your event or of your team can be super helpful so that everyone has the information all in one place. So make sure that if you feel as though communication can be adjusted, or if you feel as though communication can be enhanced on your team, that you take the opportunity to make some of those tweaks. We're in a amazing part of the year where we do get a little bit of downtime. Now's the time to be able to make some of those tweaks so that in the new year, you have a better communication structure. All right. So the next one I have for you is that your team members have to be really, I guess, bought into this connection to the work that they're doing. And that can be done in different ways. And it really is just creating meaning in their work. If your team members do not have meaning in their work and it's not connected to just something that they truly care about or they can get behind, at many times you're not going to get them to be all in about it. So if they don't have the meaning, try to create some meaning behind the work. Why are you doing what you do? Why do you have that client that you work for? And why do you push push as much for that client? What does that client have? What are their goals? What What connection can you bring in from your client that would allow your team to be able to connect with it in a way that's going to drive them? Because people typically need that drive in order to really be high performing. They need a bigger cause to be connected to so that they can just be all in. So really help them to find that by maybe sharing what yours is and sharing how they can be connected to that purpose and that goal. It's really easy for us to be thinking about, oh, well, this is another event that we're planning and have it be just another event. But time after time after time and planning event after event after event with no clear purpose that drives us, no clear purpose that is interlaced within all the events, we can feel as though we're not necessarily making a dent into or having any meaning into anything. So make sure that we try to promote a good purpose and a good cause behind what we are doing and have your team members be connected to that. 
All right, so my final tip for you, and I believe this is tip five. So we are coming out of this with some five good tips on how to build high-performance teams. But the last one I have is that make sure that your team can see that big picture. And this is similar to meaning, but it's really focusing on like your goals of your organization and your goals of your event. Make sure that there is a clear line of sight between their work, the work of the team, and the work of the organization, right? So it's the individual, the team, and then the organization. And having a clear line of sight, balanced line of sight between all three of those areas. When you have that, then you can have the maximum impact possible for your event. You are able to be so impactful because they're able to really connect everything that they're doing, regardless of what team they're working on, regardless of what event they're doing, and regardless of where the organization is going, as long as we have this big picture strategic goal of the organization, that's going to help drive the impact. So for leaders that are in this field of event management, you have many teams that you're leading. Now's the time, if you haven't already, to get that vision together for that new year, for 2024. And how are you communicating that to your teams? Do they know what that vision is? Do they know what they're going to be pushing for? Because as they put in their individual goals for their new year, you want it to be aligned to what you're also doing. So everyone has to be working in alignment. So those are the five tips for uh, building characteristics of making a great team, high-performing team at that. And if this sounds good, I want to invite you into the annual planning workshop that I am going to be hosting on December 16th. It's a Saturday from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. And it's going to be a workshop where we're going to put it all out there. We're going to craft our vision have our goals, and learn how we can execute our plan and do it in a way that we aren't overwhelmed or burnt out. So it's going to be really great. If you would like to join us in that, please click the link in the description to get more information. And um, I look forward to seeing you there. I hope you enjoyed this episode on the characteristics of a high performing team. And I look forward to the next one. So until then, please stay on purpose. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the like button and tell us how much you enjoyed the show by leaving a message in the comments. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.